Hello, friendly listener. Apologies. Um, I'm talking to Tom Griffith today. For some reason, every time I record with Tom, I mess up the recording. And today was no different. The first five minutes or so, the recording's terrible because uh, I hadn't plugged my proper microphone in. But after that, it uh, sounds a whole lot better. So apologies for the first five minutes. You could probably just skip forward. And uh, anyway... Let's get to it. It really starts off with Tom explaining how the Beatles get back and why British policemen wore those stupid straps under their mouth, not under their chin. Odd. Anyway, enjoy. Bye. Don't forget to uh, send us questions for the hundredth. So this person says, if the strap was under the chin, there's a good chance they would end up receiving a serious neck injury in the event of trying to restore order or trying to arrest someone. So I guess they could right. pull so the helmet and, and ripped you by the throat. Yeah. But doesn't it? I guess it just comes yeah, flying off, doesn't take your nose yeah, off. There you go. That's a, that's a pretty good reason. It's all going well. But anyway, we're here to talk uh, the Beatles. So this is the last of like three, really, that I've done. Oh, wow. Because okay. I, I did uh, the first episode with Stu was mainly about episode one of mm-hmm. Get Back, and I just recorded one with Wigo. Um, you would have already heard in the uh, alternate reality of the timelines here, mm-hmm. um, where we really just talked about the second part, mainly the arrival of Billy Preston yeah, um, and how that changed everything and how much we love Billy Preston yeah. <laughs> and um, how he just lifted everyone. Yeah, it's funny, I... So the past couple of days, I rewatched. I, I watched all three about a month ago, mm-hmm. and I rewatched episode one yeah. the other night, and I rewatched episode three last night. Yeah, but I missed out episode two. Yeah, and actually, the jump from one to three is jarring. It's very jarring. Yeah, because I mean, um, even knowing what happens in two, to see it's like four different people. Right, um, that's interesting. And it's not just like four. It's not just in terms of like the kind of the feel and the tone and the and the, you know the, the emotions, but also. Even the clothes they're wearing are different. Um, like the whole style. John's right. changed his style up. Paul's changed his style up. And I'm like, I wonder how long it is. And you've only skipped like eight days. Right. So but what do you what do you mean by the style? Just, I... I don't know. Something about Paul's face looks a little a little chubbier, and the hair's a little greasier. <laughs> yeah. And it does have marvelously greasy yeah, hair. Yeah. John John's gotten rid of the waistcoat. He's going for the uh, the all white look. Yeah. You know? um, George has just jumped into like. He's gone full purple pinstripe. Yeah, yeah, he's got um, some really good. He's yeah. probably the star of, so, of the so, fashion. So and also, I guess, yeah, like the way they're working together. So you can see that the effect that that moved. I mean, I don't think it's partly Billy, but I think it's also the move to mm-hmm. Rock. Yeah. Uh, being in their comfort zone, being close together. Yeah. Um, just that space, like, so small. Yeah. And I was thinking, um, you know, obviously looking a little closely on, on, on the rewatch, that's some. What am I smelling like in there? <laughs> That's exactly. I've never yeah. thought of it. As soon as you yeah. mentioned the clothes, yeah. I was like, because you know, nowadays you go into a cafe or something where someone's had a cigarette. Yeah. You can go into the street. Oh, and yes. And it stinks. Yeah. Like you can smell it. <laughs> yeah. So I think every time Glenn walks in, yeah, with a good idea, he reacts. He, he reacts. Goes, <laughs> but maybe I think also Glenn would have a lot of uh, of men's perfume on. He certainly seemed to. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. well put together. Yes. Gentleman. Oh, definitely. <laughs> How how about Glenn with um when hang on I've had a mental blank 
Oh, when they're talking about Alan Klein. Yeah, and, and so you, you talked to Stu about this. Yeah. And I was listening to it again, and Glenn is doing a masterful job, I think. Yeah. Because, you know, if John Lennon comes to you and says, I bet this guy is mm. amazing, mm. you don't say, no, he's not. That's because right. Because John will probably punch you in the face. Or, it's the politics, right? Yeah. You see the politics. So he knows exactly how to play John. Yeah. And he doesn't say, oh, he's a bastard or he's, he's a mean piece of work. He says, he's very strange. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way to do it. But, but for John, that's almost like, well, that's what attracts me about him. But, but he pushes it a few times and yeah. he says, look, he probably wouldn't do this to you because you're you. But yeah, when he doesn't like what you're saying, he just changes the subject mid-sentence. Mid yeah. And, uh, you know, but I think he does a really good job of, of sowing some doubt. But, it, but he's, he's very perky and positive as he says it. <laughs> Is the sound working now? Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what we are talking about. Oh, yeah, so... so um, Talking about Alan Klein, hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's funny because John does John just seems so naive when he's saying, "Oh, he knows everything about us. He knows more about he knows more about you than, than me than you do." I think he says it, George. I was like, "Just read the papers. You're the most famous human being on the planet. Yeah, of course he knows about you." But John's a sense of like, "Oh, this this guy knows things. He gets um, it. He gets yeah. me." Yeah. And it, uh, the year before, it was the, it was the Maharishi. That's like, right. Yeah. I guess I think there's a. There's a, there's a sequence to those people through John's life. Right, yeah. Mm. These people who are like, I get you, I see you. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, wow. Yeah, you do. Um, and I guess as, as, a, as a celebrity, that, it's rare to find those people. You know, like, I guess you're always going to be suspicious of people's motives and what are they, what's their angle and yeah. are they just, are they just um, you know, praising me because I'm, I'm famous. And so to find someone who perhaps comes at them from a slightly different angle yeah and maybe speaks them rudely or something he's like oh okay do you think like that alan Klein and the maharishi probably said things like do you reckon they manipulated him in the way like this is who you really are everyone sees you this way but really you're you know yeah i mean in a way you could think even of, of yoko as well yeah when john first met yoko there was mm-hmm. that angle of like she, she wasn't impressed by his fame she just was impressed by his art yeah um and 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 sort of yeah, just just I guess dealt with him at a different level. Maybe, maybe with you know, I, I think Alan Klein just played needs greed. Yeah, because the first thing he says is I oh, get he gets the wrong stone. He gets the wrong stone. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and I think it was coming down to that. Yeah. Um, I, I think money was always on their mind. Hmm. You know, they're talking about um how much Billy gets. Yeah. And, and how uh, to, how do we to, work it, it out? To, this tape's costing two shillings a foot. I forgot who said that. Yeah. You know, like money's always there. Probably George. George yeah. spends a yeah. lot of time yeah. going, hmm, this yeah. is going to be expensive. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, to be that famous and to be that rich, you just don't understand mm. like your obsession with money. Now you've made a lot of money. I mean, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, George writes tax men for that reason. You know, like yeah. we're making all this money, but it's all going to the government. Mm. That's not fair. I'm working hard here and, we're super famous. Mm. Why is why am I getting taxed? Yeah. And from the outside, you're like, like, oh no, you've only got, you know, forty million pounds. Yeah, yeah exactly. Rather than eighty million um, pounds. I mean, even in the anthology, you're talking about how they what they made all that money. Yeah. Selling corduroy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they they tried to work out. That's where they set up Apple mm. and did all this yeah. stuff was just yeah. have a bit more control over the finances. Yeah, absolutely. But they weren't yeah. real good even with that. Mm. Yeah, no. So I think I think yeah, maybe I think that's where it's coming from. Maybe a, a slightly more worldly um, approach from Alan Klein, and yeah, just saying, I can get you, I can get you what you're worth. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Maybe yeah, and Glenn's like, mm, 
I don't know. But again, it's because you don't see the world. We're all mm. uh, we're all sort of bound by what other people tell yeah. you happened. Yeah. I, I find the relationship between Glenn and George Martin really, really intriguing. Because that, that was a surprise. Yeah, I, I, I'm amazed at how much George Martin's standing back. Yeah, I, I'm a, yeah I was really exactly. impressed by his. Um, and there's a few. You know, you always do think of George as the as the as the you know a bit of decorum, very proper. Yes. Which I think is, I think that's a bit of a myth. Yeah. But um, when they're dropping the f bomb in there, and, and he's just kind of laughing along, and he does, he's, he's got the, he's not even got the time, but he's looking much smarter. Yes. But he's just kind of he just knows when to hang back and when to go in. Yeah. And what to say. He just and and he doesn't. Uh, it doesn't seem to crowd Glenn Johns. They seem to work quite well together. Yeah, and that, that was the thing was I forgot he was mm. around. Yeah, and until he's he, around a lot. Until he pops he's in there and you're like, day. oh, right, okay. Yeah. So what was he doing? And Because mm. a lot of what I've read is, you know, with Abbey Road is, you know, he said, oh, we're, if we want to make this album, mm. we have to make it like we used to. Now, again, is this just a story that he's told so many times that it becomes real? I think it real is because this is what... The sense I get, I've always thought of Let It Be or Get Back and Abbey Road as two very distinct things. Mm -hmm. And what you realise from the documentary is, no, 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 they just bleed into each other. Yeah. And they're like part one and part two. Yeah. Uh, and they're done in different places and different ways. But a lot of the music does, especially the music that you hear in, in the later part, not the Twickenham music. Yeah. But they do come back to, uh, you know, they've got um, Bathroom Window. Yeah, they've got Octopus's and Garden. and stuff, which are even considered as part of the, like when they're doing that big list of songs. Yeah. They're in part three and they're like, what, what, what can we play? Have we got 30 songs? Have we got 15? What have we got? And and, and they're on there. Maxwell Silver Hammer mm -hmm. and, and stuff are part of the mix. Yeah. And John does that great um, <laughs> dig it, um, yeah. but with um, he goes he's just the re songs. reading out the songs, which I think is brilliant. And who's in the room with him? But Mike McCartney. Yeah. It's great to see him there. It's, um, it's again, like yeah, what the documentary has done is like just really unravel yeah. those stories right of yeah like, and, and it's curated to a degree i mean of yeah. course it's been it's got executive producers who all have their um the need to present things a certain way but when you're presenting eight plus hours out yeah. of whatever it is 60 hours like it's pretty hard to hide yeah like it's not like they've taken a very selective one hour they've taken eight yes and yeah, it, it, I think it's hard to, harder to lie about what's going on or to, or to massage the truth. So what do you think, what, what, it, what changed for you in your understanding of the Beatles from watching the eight-hour... Um, I, I felt... My, my, look, George is my favourite, Yeah. but Paul really rose in my esteem. I think he's just on... I, like, I know you talked about how annoying he is and, and he'd be very irritating to be around, but I think he was like that the whole time. Like yeah. he's, he's an irritating human, but he's at the height of his powers. He really is like incredibly just this fertile, creative mind. He's just like firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Um, and I felt like that, like that took them through. But yeah, he would be annoying if you weren't him. Yeah, you know I, I what I mean? If yeah. you're him, yeah. you'd be like... I think he's allowed to be annoying. I think yeah. he's earned, earned, the, earned the right. Like that, that period from mid-68 to sort of mid-69, late 69, he's just... Yeah, he's, he's just killing it. Just the amount of times he just comes in, he's like, "Here's yeah. this song." Yeah, You're yeah, like, and songs that like, oh, we'll leave this one. And it pops up later on a solo album. It's like that's yeah. a great song too. Yeah, um, Teddy Boy. No, I'm not talking about Teddy Boy. Um, <laughs> the so I mean that changed for me. Um, and and if anything, I'd be, I I went a bit down on George. I right. think I think George is coming with the wrong attitude. Yeah. Um, they all knew what they're signing up for, even though they didn't quite have a plan. <laughs> They, they knew they were getting together in a studio and they're gonna and they're gonna make music. They've been in TV studios before. Yeah. They've sat around recording before. Like they, 
they're, they're not like it's not like oh this isn't this isn't what I wanted yeah like they're only what two three months off the of finishing the white album when they go into Twickenham yeah so like which again which, which is mind blowing I've right? never really yeah that, I've that, never put that together it's, it's in like my a school holidays between yeah it's like they've actually just had had a bit of time off they did a double album yeah and then they're like three months all right yeah. come back after and a trip to India one. after losing their manager after you know like just um. So George, George probably dropped a bit. I just felt like he he was being neg- at times being negative for the sake of being negative. Yeah, like, he seems to actually when he's like, I don't want to go on the roof, and he seems to be enjoying the roof. Certainly at the start, so that yeah. very first episode, the very start of it, he's just like, nah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, the the story I always heard it was John was was just off his noggin, and yeah. and in episode one, he he eats yeah. for a lot of time. Like he it looks like he's gonna be sick for a large portion of it. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, he. You see, you see him grow into it, yeah. And, and he's just hilarious. You know, he's talking about eating cat pie, and you know, with, with Heather McCartney, and you know, just, just, um, he just, just having a great time and yeah. just loving it. And he lo- loves the roof. Like he's just having a great time. Up that there. was, and and I think I mentioned that before, or maybe I haven't. Was like, uh, you, I forgot, and it's ridiculous to think that, but I forgot, mm-hmm. like when they go up on the roof and they're playing, you're like, oh yeah, John Lennon's a rock star. Yeah. And it, you know, it could have been terrible. Yeah. Like, like one, I think one thing I'd always thought was that the roof was this really big space, but when no, you get a real not. sense of how small it is yeah. and, those, and those temporary boards that got down Yeah, and it's cold. Yes. I, like, um, you know, it's probably 10 degrees. Um, John's, John's fingers, he's blown on them and, and he's, he's looking pretty, pretty chilly. Ringo's looking real cold in more. Is it? Is he wearing Maureen's coat there? Yeah, it looks yeah. like he's in yeah. Maureen's coat. Yeah. And he's, um, it's funny when I first watched um, a few years ago for Christmas, I got the uh, the Beatles one, but it was the video the right, DVD right. version. Yeah, and it's got recording you know, video recordings and, and a few of them are rooftop recordings. And I was watching it with my kids, and they must have been like a bit younger, maybe five or six then. And um, and and when John's playing, they're like, "Why is that guy dressed as Chewbacca?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but you know, like he, like, okay. So here's a question: who Who is the, who's your MVP on the roof? Who's your who's 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 just killing it? Who's the best on the roof? Uh, Billy Preston. Billy Preston. <laughs> no, I uh, like he is like I love Billy Preston playing on the roof, mm. just belting yeah, it he, out. Yeah. But I mean, ah, oh, that's a that's a really good question. Musically, I don't know, but just. Who's who's the rock star? It's John. Yeah, I, I think downstairs. Yeah, Paul's number one. Yeah, of course. But I think upstairs it's John. Yeah, um, and, that, and that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. Like, it, it could have been a disaster. Like, yeah. it's it's cold. It's it's small. It's kind of a it's a, it's a pretty crazy idea. They've only just scoped out. Is it the day before they take uh, old yeah, Lindsay Hogg up and they're Paul's dragging him up? Paul's not really yeah. that keen. Um, it looks like they could just fall over the edge at any moment. Yeah. Um, you know, the police obviously throw a spanner in the works, um, and so. But it like musically, it's incredible. Like, yeah. like those record the fact that when they say the sound, I never understood when, when why it, it sounds so good. When it good. pops up that thing saying this is the recording on the Let It Be album, it's like wow. Like, not only did they have this crazy idea, but those were recordings that were good enough to go onto a, yeah. onto a studio album. And that, I mean, that's maybe a technical question of like, how do you mm. record so well yeah. in and those, on or th- open those air? Those cables were, were yeah. literally running. Like, I remember reading they were literally running down the four flights, yeah. or five flights of stairs. stairs yeah. Into the basement, they're recording in the basement. They're recording, yeah. Um, so ha- and and they're watching on CCTV, which couldn't have been very good back then. No. So how on earth did George Martin and Glenn Johns? I was like, how do they have a, know when to change the tapes and have enough tape 
to not have break, you know, like recording is a, a there a way they were commu- yeah, yeah, communicating yeah, yeah. or whether they um, set it so up. So like, it, it could have been a really shoddy performance. One of those things you find it on YouTube and go, oh, it's a bit like that when Paul Simon plays with with George Harrison on yeah. Saturday night. It's just not. Yeah, it could sound amazing. It's not great. Yeah, and you're like, but it is actually really great. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so for me, I think John, his 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 vocals yeah. are incredible. Yeah. His harmonies. His guitar playing, yeah. like he's just, you know, he's notoriously um, hated doing guitar solo, especially singing along. But he's doing get back. He's doing the backing vocals and the little guitar licks to get back. Yeah, multiple times, and he's doing them well. And that, I mean, I think you know, it's got that's going to be frustrating for Paul. Mm. Is he's trying to, you know, lead this group, mm. and John's semi-engaged most of the time, mm. and then they go and do this. And John's like that's and, him, him and, in his element, and yeah. he's like, and I think why John, don't we do this? You know, who, who's the first Beatle to go out and do live shows? Yeah, that's Which, right. It's John, right? Yeah. Like he does the rock and roll circuit, or not? Yeah, he does the. He done the circus before. He done, yeah, he done that. He done. Does he go? Does he do something in Montreal? Was that in Montreal? He does something in Montreal, mm-hmm. um, and he's 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 out doing shows with people um, through the early seventies. Yeah, it takes Paul. He's at about 73, 74. He first goes out the wings. I can't remember. Yeah. George does the Dark Horse tour. Yeah. Uh, he does Concert Bangladesh, I suppose. Right, but, yeah. but I think jo- John, the live thing was his... Yeah. I think he actually missed it the most. Uh, and he was secretly pretty chuffed that they got something together. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that whole idea of going to Libya to that Roman ruins, like, it looks amazing, but... It's um, a, that's well, a director's yeah, idea of yeah. like here look yeah. at this aerial yeah. shot of I, I, them with the concert with a crowd like here's your introductory shot a helicopter flying over yeah, that yeah yeah like he, had, yeah, he, had, he does he has the, the film idea yeah. um, I, I wrote down all the all the options for yeah. where they where, oh right cool where, where, where potential shows so there's like obviously the Roman ruins in Libya yeah. there was the hospital which I was <laughs> for kind yeah, of yeah, sick yeah, children yeah, yeah. broken legs um, <laughs> the cruise ship yep that would be amazing but can you like can you imagine if Beatles histories now were like, you know, it's like the Beatles in India, the White Album, Let It Be, the cruise ship, <laughs> the, cruise ship, the album. cruise ship, yeah, and then like Abbey Road, it would just be like, yeah, that was a crazy few weeks, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so okay, so there's the cruise ship, there's yeah. the hospital, there's there's um, uh, what did I say, Libya, yeah, there's the Houses of Parliament was thrown out there at one point, like that one, yeah, um, Twickenham with the plastic uh, set. And then, of course, the rooftop. So, which one for you would you most like to have seen? I liked, um, I love Paul just getting, you know, he's like a schoolboy. Yeah, he is. He's like a prefect, he's a, right? He's excited about getting. Yeah, oh, wouldn't it be good if we got arrested? Yeah. Which, which was. Is why he's, you see his heart lift when, yeah. when, when, when the cops turn up. Right, he turns around, he's like, and he's, he's hamming it up for the cameras, he's doing a little bit of Elvis. Uh, oh, well, he says, yeah. you know, he starts yeah. changing the lyrics to yeah. get back to, yeah. Yeah. which I've always yeah. loved that take, because yeah. he's right. so excited. He's so into it, yeah. He is that, like, good kid at school mm. who, oh, I mean, a bit yeah. of trouble. And he knows he's not really going to no. be in trouble. Like, Mal, Mal will be in trouble, because yeah. Mal actually got arrested. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love Mal trying to do the right thing. What what am I okay okay so 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 for you that maybe the House of Parliament would have been the one. I just like the idea of them thinking that they could go in there and just, yeah, just have yeah. an impromptu yeah. concert and yeah. not cause any problem, then get arrested. Like yeah. setting up and playing would be fine. Yeah, I I mean I think that I think the amphitheater the doesn't fit 
No. The Beatles story it doesn't fit the kind of timeline. No, just it's just, just wouldn't make any sense. It's, it's, it's an Elton John thing. I was going to say who yeah. would who would yeah. play in a Roman yeah. amphitheater? He actually has. That's where I come from. <laughs> right, I, I, right. I visited an amphitheater in Turkey, and they're like, "Oh, Elton John's doing a concert here later this year." I was like, "Of course he is." Um, right, yeah. Probably with like you know some young Croatian like you know, <laughs> violinist or something. You know, but the seventies, who would have played in an amphitheater seventies style? Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Maybe. Would the Eagles have been able to get away with that? Eagle, Eagles would have done it at the back of a flatbed truck yeah, racing down right, right, right. Ventura Highway. That, again, that um, 90s maybe they would have by then. But yeah. yeah, who in the 70s would have been that gregarious? But yeah, Led Zeppelin yeah. maybe. It just seems a bit... It's, it, yeah, it just seems a little bit... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, monumental for the Beatles. Yeah. They're always a bit more down to earth. I mean, Shea Stadium was their big live moment. Yeah, but they, didn't really, they didn't really enjoy playing there. No. Um, I think for me, I don't think the hospital works as an idea. <laughs> Twickenham. And, and Twickenham would have been like, them in like a plastic set with Peter Sellers watching on. Yeah. So, I think every in every episode, we always get back to <laughs> discussing why Peter Sellers yeah. turned up and why... Yeah. And, uh, do you think he was... I got the feeling he was high. Peter Sellers? Yeah. I feel like he'd just taken something. Yeah. Because... I mean, he was shyer than his. I I don't know. His I think, public persona. I think what we may have seen was what Peter Sellers was like in private. Just terribly yeah, I awkward. Got, I get the sense he was quite shy. Yeah, uh, I've, I think I've read that somewhere. But then he, um, I felt like he was. You know, I don't think he was awed by fame. I think he was like no. You know, he's he's about to film with Ringo, and he's 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 met everyone under the sun. I think he was. I think he's taken something. Oh really? I see. I just got the feeling that someone said. Peter Sellers is here. Yeah. In the next. Yeah. So, let's get him. Yeah. To meet and, with the Beatles and, and film yeah. it, and it'll be amazing. And no, yeah. And it just didn't. The chemistry wasn't there. And no, 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 like, no, I'm like. into it. Yeah. Hi, Peter um, Sellers. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been that. You know, George, George and Paul just had a fight and it was yeah, tense. Just and the wor- like, yeah, it's just the worst like, timing. Yeah, walking and walking in on a family that's had an argument. And yeah. they, I didn't get a sense that they have any yeah. history. Yeah. But it's like, oh yeah, it's Peter Sellers. Mm. What are you doing? Making music. Mm. What are you doing? Oh, about mm. the film. Cool. Yeah. Just- you know, I, I, think, I think the rooftop, just, despite being a mundane kind of yeah. choice to land on, largely because it was the only one that, that they could do, it was like, this is the least effort. Yeah. We're just literally going upstairs. Yeah. But it is so iconic, isn't it? Those chimney yeah. pots and the and the grey the grey sky and the crowds in the street. Now here's a question for you. How did the people in the street just all know it was the Beatles? I think. Do you think the the buzz was around? Like, oh it's the Beatles. I, I think mean, they knew they were recording there. So they knew it was their office. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean, like how did they know it was the Beatles? Well when, when people are, you go up to me and go, do you like this? And they're like, oh yeah, it's great, isn't it? And it's like, do you know who it is? Well, it's obviously the Beatles. Yeah. It's like, how do they actually know straight away? And the one's like, oh, that's Paul singing. Yeah. It's the first time they've ever heard these songs. Yeah. First and that, that was something I never really considered yeah. was um, all these people like yeah. reacting like, to music. If you heard, um, if you're walking down the street in London and I don't know, Coldplay are on a rooftop playing music. Yeah. I mean. I think have, you would. I think you would you haven't stop. Got, you haven't got the internet where you've heard every live performance and, and, right. and surrounded by it. Like, where would people have heard Beatles live performances played on media? But it's, it's a Savile, Savile Row. Yeah, I mean, they that's know the, the thing. Beatles they, they know there. the Beatles. I reckon, offices. too, a lot of them... But they knew... What, they only, and I don't know. I, I, found, I found it interesting that people just straight away knew who it was. Right. Well, not everyone. Um, a lot. No. There was a classic, you know... Yeah. They, I like uh, that they... It seemed like, and maybe that's just how most people looked... 
in the 60s in London. Yeah. But it was either was a lot of pipes. 20 year olds yeah. Yeah. or 70 yeah. year olds. 20 year olds in miniskirts. Or, I guess yeah. everyone else was at yeah. work. Yeah, well, that's it. well, it was lunch hour. Oh, lunch right, hour. right, right. Because uh, I remember right. someone said, uh, I'd love this if this happened every lunch hour or something. Yeah. I'm trying to work out what time it was. So I think the buzz um, probably got around yeah. too. Um, but the, yeah, they're a lot the, of like, oh, it's good in there, uh, it's good, and then pipes and what, what about the, what this? Yes, the, the reverend who's like, what gives? <laughs> He's brilliant. Sixties um, hip reverend. Yeah, um, there's a few choice comments here. I'm all in favour of it. That was another good one. I'm all in favour of it. Yeah, um, jolly good. Um, <laughs> they're, they're a lovely crowd. Oh, they're, they're a lovely crowd. <laughs> Would, would you want your daughter to marry one? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. They've got, got money. money, haven't they? Yeah, why not? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it's... Oh, and, and, the, and the girl, they say, oh, do you like them? Oh, yeah, they get around. <laughs> yeah, my, I bet she's got stories of someone. <laughs> yeah. So my sister's friend said she's a, blah, she's blah, blah. She's an apple scruff, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, anyway, so, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that kind of hit me. Like, how, how did people know? But I guess, yeah, maybe... The, once people gathered, uh, there were fewer people in the street than I than I yeah. kind of like. At one point, the policeman opens the window. He's like, "Just be crowd," but it's like, yeah, it's not. Though. It looks like they're like not tens, on, Maybe maybe a couple of hundred. It's British. It's all um, very British. Isn't they're not on the streets. They're letting the traffic yeah. pass. They're all polite. Well, I had a similar experience uh, um, a few years ago where I saw an organic crowd emerge. Yeah, um, I was in Sydney, and this would be uh, about two thousand eight nine. And the Rolling Stones came and did, they were doing a policy of doing a big arena concert and then they'd do a small theatre concert in each city. Right. And so they did the Emmor Theatre. Right. Uh, but it was a last minute announcement. And I was walking down the road, because uh, I lived near the Emmor Theatre, and uh, I saw a couple of people. I was like, well, what's going on? Oh, the Rolling Stones are playing. Huh. And, um, and within, let's say, 10 minutes, there were about 100 people just gathered. In, and and uh, Emmor Road, the tra- people spilled into the road and the security just put up some barriers in the street and then they opened all the doors of the Emerald Theatre and wow. then they opened the doors of the inner theatre out into the street and you could hear them, not, not brilliantly, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. You we were sitting there with a pipe going, yeah, oh, this is quite good. Lovely crowd. <laughs> um, but just seeing that crowd, people emerge to hear music that you couldn't see the people but you yeah. could hear it and they're obviously super famous. Um, and, that, and that happened in a matter of minutes. And I guess it was like, oh, it's people saying, oh, this is who it is, this is who it is. Yeah. Um, so maybe there was that, that going on that people it like. Is, it is still yeah. a weird disconnect to think that's the first time you've heard these songs. Yeah. It was just like, on your, a random lunch break. Yeah. At this time, just to come out and go, oh, they're playing. I and again, what... they sound great down in the street. Yeah. The sounds carry really well because those moments when those cameras yeah. down, downstairs are picking it up, it's, it does sound great. I, that's And you can hear them really clearly. I, I still and, quite can't understand they that. They've been playing through their martial amps or whatever. Yeah. Are they marshals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I'm always stunned by how good those amps must have been. Yeah. And I mean, the ones, I guess they're playing them at concerts with mm. screaming fans that can't really hear them yeah. anyway. So. Yeah. And this time they can actually hear it. Like, yeah. that, that must have said those people on the rooftop around. I the, love the that. guy with the pipe on yeah. the opposite roof who's just. Right yeah, yeah. Good job. Um, yeah. And he's just walking, he's just walking across. Uh, where's he come from? But yeah, um, yeah that, they must have had a great sound. I, I must have, like, that, they're the people I was, like, the mm. most jealous of. Yeah. Like, imagine if you were like, the plane on the roof. Can we mm. get up on our. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can try. Yeah. That's that, yeah. especially as a, a young person. Mm. Like, it would have been amazing. You would have been like, let's try and get on the mm. roof and have our own concert. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. But the, it's really, um, I guess I found it shocking. Again, like you said, just how good they were, but just how, like it's obvious, and it seems weird, but you've seen them struck. I guess that's the 
the eight hours mm. of but, the thing the, is the, like just show the struggle. And, and again, like it gets that point, like people say about, you know, it was a lousy time, you know, what John said, it's the lousiest music. I, I forgot the quote, you know, but, it, you know, justifying why he gave it to Phil Spector who made yeah. something of it. But then what they've done in a remarkably small amount of time is they've come up with all these songs and they've made them sound really good. Yeah. Like all that rehearsal has really paid off. Yeah. Because they've gone upstairs to play songs that no one's ever heard. And play them amazingly. And they've done that in a couple of weeks. Like yeah, like less than like four weeks. Like it is insane. Like January the 1st yeah. to January, what, 29th, I think it is. And they've had some weekends off. So I think it's day 22 yeah. is the concert. Yeah. And they, they're feeling like a bit guilty. They're like, oh, we've only come up with five or six, seven songs that we can play live. It's like, that's amazing. Like you've actually, from nothing. Yeah. Um, from a really poorly thought out concept of going to sit in a, in a cold TV studio. You've now created this this artifact, or yeah. a group of artifacts that that will stand the test of time. But again, you you have to wonder why. Again, they put pressure on themselves to try and so they would mm. do the work. But you have to wonder because you know there's a bit where they go to Twickenham in um, to Savile Row, they're in the Apple Studios, and that's what George says. Like, mm. I wish we had a bit more time. Like, my mm. fingers feel like they're loosening yeah. up. Well, like, why didn't they, you? They say that, but by the end, yeah. They've given up. Right. Like the day they're before the rooftop, yeah, they're right. like, let's just get up there and do it. Yeah. And you can tell that they want to move on to the next thing. So I think there's that sense that they had amazingly high expectations of themselves. Yeah. And they're always trying to push the envelope and go a bit further. Um, like, they must have had an incredible work ethic. Like, yeah. despite, like, yeah, John is obviously in the midst of some of his romance and the midst of, of drug use. Yeah. But the fact that he turns up with amazing songs and plays amazingly, like, that shows you if he was clean yeah. and single. Yeah. What would he have produced? And that's, um, yeah, that's yeah. So they've got this amazing work ethic which drives them, but also they were always like, again, it comes down to like whatever it was, thirteen albums in 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 seven eight years. Like yeah. that, they they're always moving on. So not done with that. That idea's done. We're we're tired of that. Yeah. Let's now do something else. Um, again, I, I I don't know where that dividing line is between like finishing because they 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 finish off all the songs the day after the concert, the the let, the let it be songs. Yeah. Um, when do they then go to Abbey Road and start? Like, does that sort of happen immediately, or is there a bit of a break? Well, they um, didn't they. When was Abbey Road released? Wasn't well, it released? Actually, you know, Ringo does his Magic Christian. That that was the break. So I so thought that gives them probably about there's probably about a month off. I thought. So maybe they go back. Maybe in I'm March. completely wrong. I thought they went back like August, but no, I could no, be no, completely it's much wrong. Earlier. Is that I, when the album comes out in September? Uh, maybe. The, the the album finishes recording. Yeah, can, can, the 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 photo shoot is in September. Right, right, right. I feel like they went back, they started recording some of those songs around about March. Right. Yeah, so it's, that it's, sounds... It's, yeah. He does it, the film and then they come back. Yeah, and, they come back. Yeah. Um, John has that, uh, he has an, a car accident up yeah. in Scotland or somewhere. Yeah. So he, maybe in, in that time period he's off visiting, I think he's visiting family or something. It's, it's again, odd that they do this, they think it doesn't work. Yeah. And they just... But, but yeah, I got, I got that sense. When, when they're sitting down trying to list the songs they've got. Yeah. And they're like, let's just go upstairs and do it and then yeah. tomorrow we'll do the other songs. And I, I feel like that's where they've they've had their had their fill. But the the odd thing which I ne- was maybe I haven't got my head around it is then they go and start making Abbey Road and mm. it's not like let's just put get back on this let's yeah, just yeah, put the yeah. long and winding road. That was on a really this. interesting thought, and, and I feel like it must have been they must have that, said, "Well, we'll this the, will be the, something." The, the fact that there's a director and, yeah. a, and a musical film director like Glenn Johns is very much the producer of the music for the film. Yeah. And I feel like they've got that deal. Like, okay, these are the these are the songs that are on the film. Right. And so we something with the film. We yeah. can't touch those songs anymore. Yeah. I feel like there's that sense of honour of like true, not yeah. touching those songs because they don't come back to any of those songs. No. 
they come back to I'm Mine later on, but only to record and yeah, let it be to record yeah. a guitar solo like, you know, nine months later. Or it's, it's, following, it's the last recording they're doing. That's right, yeah. January 70. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, and I, I feel like, yeah, they put them in a box and said that, that those now are part of that project. Right. Which is quite remarkable, really, that I guess maybe it was in, in the contract, like anything yeah. we, anything we uh, slate as being for this project. Then we have to save album. it for the next one. And... Uh, so, so Michael Lindsay Hogg, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd never seen footage of him. No. And I'd always imagined him as a kind of, as a portly 50-year-old with a scar. But he's a portly 28-year-old with a with cigar. With a cigar, yeah. yeah. Um, which always, which kind of threw me. And, and he's, what, he's Canadian-British or Canadian-American-British? There's some sort of... Rumours about yeah. him being Orson Welles. Yeah, yeah. And you go, I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that why he's smoking a cigar? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess he, he could have done so much more with what he had. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't he? Maybe he was over it as well. Maybe mm. they recorded too much and he was just like, this is a mess. Yeah. And it, it's interesting that's the, because that's the film that he made was a mess and showed a I lot of the yeah. negativity. I wonder what's in that 52 hours we didn't see. And is a lot of it just like, literally like George eating toast and 100%. John. It's like, them starting yeah. a take and it not working. Yeah. It's them. Yeah. One of them sitting there doing... Because yeah. that's the other thing, like, they do play through those songs an incredible amount of times. I, I started taking a tally in episode one, I gave up, but I, I was trying to work out, which one do they play more? Yeah. I've got a feeling, or don't yeah. let me down. Yeah, it's just... Or, or just two of us creep in there, you know? But um, they must seem so sick of I've got a feeling by the end of it. But it's that's the thing, is like, how do... I mean, that's what makes any... Like, it's not just the Beatles, this is any band, is like, in in your head, you're just like, these people played this song in the studio and now mm. we've got it forever. Mm. Mm. But you just don't consider, especially mm. once a band's been famous. Like you see, I always think back to like when they record Please Please Me in what, 10 hours, mm. the whole album. Yeah. They go yeah. in one, one day or over across yeah. two days. They do it in 10 hours yeah. and then that's the whole album and yeah. that's the album we have. But then once you're famous and you're like, all right, we can book out the studio for months on mm. end, they must have just kept playing and playing yeah. Um, it's like with Not Guilty you know, yeah it's a hundred takes of one song but maybe that there was that sentiment of on this well again it's part of the myth is that we're going to do it with no no overdubs yeah you know, no tracking uh, and even towards the end they're giving up they're like well we're going to put some strings on this yeah. and George yeah. Martin's quite taken aback he's like oh okay you can put some strings on okay okay cool we can do that yeah. but no one's like oh no we can't do that um, but they do seem to, the, the, the way they release the recordings from the rooftop and, and, and they you know well Paul's, Paul's on keyboard so John has to be on bass yeah like they don't sort of say John's let's terrible on bass track, yeah. let's just double track let's, yeah. put, let's, let's put another track on yeah um, so I think maybe there's that belief that we're trying to get back to the simple way we did it with Please Please Me and with the Beatles and then they go hang on we did that in 10 hours and we spent 10 hours just on this one song and maybe that that frustration just came through at the end of it I think so. No. Yeah, I think they'll just say, "Well, we 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 created these yeah. rules that and no one that's only for us. Like yeah. it's not like." And you know, I think that's where maybe some of that looks like almost frustration as well. Like when George George is bringing these incredible songs, and they're like, "Oh no, no, yeah, maybe they're too hard. Maybe they didn't fit that 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 sort of the, the idea they had of them being simple songs." And then let's go um, back to I've got yeah, a feeling like, again. Yeah, yeah, like something doesn't lend it. I mean, it's beautiful acoustically, but it, perhaps they're always thinking this is this is a string song. Yeah, this is this is a you know this is going to have to be something a bit more complex. Um, I dig a pony easy. You can do that simply. Yeah. You know? 
Um, that's, and that's, that's why I've got those average songs yeah. um, on the, on that album because they're going for that for that because um, things that you can yeah, play that, that kind of feel. Hmm. Um, but you know, and Paul's frustrated John for not bringing more stuff in, and he'd be like, "He's brought amazing songs in," but but yeah, like uh, maybe they are feeling that sense of frustration because they're like they are bringing some quite simple songs and they're going over them over and over, and what to them seems like quite uncreative. Yeah, to, to an outside view, is like incredibly creative, like that. You see those songs evolve, but we've watched it over eight hours. They've watched it over eight days. Yeah. So they're like, this song hasn't changed much. But it's interesting, yeah, yeah, where you're like, oh, you have, mm. you're watching, especially those first few mm. hundred takes, where mm. you're like, you haven't got it yet, but you will. Mm. You'll get there. But they seem to really enjoy the songs. And I, I gained mm. more of a love for songs like Digger Pony, which, yeah. which I've never thought much of. Yeah. Um, uh, do we see Maggie May in the... Maybe it's in episode two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking at my list of songs that, that I don't really like very much. Why, why have they got Maggie May on? That's one thing I can never understand on Let It Be. Like, why yeah, have, the, I get them playing one after 909. Yeah. That's a cool throwback the, the, song. The curation choices are strange. Because um, even Glyn John's version of the album sticks with a lot of the same things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Phil Spector's obviously taken some similar songs and thought, maybe they're just the most complete. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there could be some amazing... like. Man, I want to hear them doing that early stuff yeah. um, in different versions. That's right. I mean, but maybe they thought we've got one after nine hundred nine on there. Like we don't need more of this stuff. Yeah, we're not going to do any they covers as they well. Big on, yeah, they weren't big on regurgitating stuff. No, um, which is why across the universe is a strange choice. Yeah. as well. Yeah, but I guess it ne- never come out on an album. So I've got, I've got yeah. just to go behind the scenes. I just had to go and drive my daughter around town while Tom sat in the back yard spilling beer on himself and yep. having a lovely time um i listened to i just put let it be on as i yeah, was nice. driving around the, the 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 extended version like i the, think it was the extended yeah. the extended version and and the thing that jumps out which i'd never really noticed before it's the remastered 2009 yep. remastered yeah was how across the universe doesn't really fit the yep. other ones you the live i was gonna say the I liveness or the rawness it's not the best version of the of no. the song i mean um, so old mate who wrote um, Revolution in the Head he hates that song <laughs> um, it's my dad's favourite Beatles song really huh but I like the original version on the um, on the charity album with yeah. the bird with the bird with the bird noise because yeah. it's it's, hard, it's a semitone higher right it's faster yeah so they slow it down for whatever reason I don't know why they slow it down for mm. this album um, but it's one of those ones a bit like um well, throwing in I Me Mine because it's in the video, yeah. they felt like they had to put it on the album. Was, yeah. you know, so because and it's funny that bit where they're playing it through the through the record through the portable record player, yeah, and they're listening to it. And I don't know why they're listening to it. Maybe they're just trying to get some um, inspiration. Yeah, I guess so. That was mm. an odd moment. Was then like, yeah, it doesn't really back. fit. Um, the, the, again, doesn't doesn't fit with the, the kind of tone of the whole thing. No. Mm. So odd. anyway, you what, got what would, be, would, would this be about a song on the album? <laughs> Um, half a pound of grease paint. <laughs> like, where did these songs... Is that an old... And, and what's funny... Like a 1930s well, I song? I or? don't know. But it's funny how <laughs> occasionally there'll be a, like a sliver of a song, like three seconds, mm. and on the on the doco they'll put up the little, like, you know, yeah, here's a song and the composer. And then they'll throw up, like, a song that obviously Paul's has come up with in the studio, half a pound of grease paint, and it'll be like Lennon McCartney, or it might be just... It might be a Lennon McCartney, Harrison Starr. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, who makes the decision whether, like, did it have to be instigated by a certain person for it That's to become a, a question? Like, how do they come up with those songwriting credits for songs that have never been released on an album? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Because mm-hmm. it does do that. A few of them are Lennon McCartney's. A few of those random slivers. But some are... I wonder if before. a song start if it started from like a jam, where they're just messing mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. they're just throwing out lyrics. Like 12 bar original. Yeah, yeah, trilogy. where they're like... Mm. That's all of us. Yeah, or if, if Paul's been working on it for half an hour and then they jump in. Yeah. Um, just been annoying. I mean, still that moment, that moment, I know you've talked about it, but that moment when he comes up to get back mm. and uh, and you watch it, you, you, it's you, probably know, like the, you know that melody line's going to turn into a f- very famous melody, but he doesn't know that yet. No. That's incredible. It's the, probably the best mm. thing I've seen in the I movie mean, for years. As, as a study in creativity yeah. and the creative process, I think the documentary is incredible. Yeah, like, yeah. It, showing how um, organisation works and teamwork and collaboration and, uh, yeah, just, like, needling away at something. and, and, and It's pick, the old line, right, right? It's the inspiration the right, yeah. and perspiration. Yeah, like absolutely. You need... Mm. Here's the inspiration. Mm. Here's Paul just yeah. pulling it out of the air. Mm. And he's... But, like you said, like, George recognising that. That's yeah, good. That's, that, good. that's what I really... Um, which is why I found it strange when George is doing all these great songs and people are going, no. that's amazing. They're like... Oh yeah, that all things must pass. Um, hey, I'm Paul. I might throw in a really bad harmony here just to wreck the song. Yeah, like he comes in with something, and yeah. John it catches John's yeah. ear, and, he, and but he's but, like fiddling with something else, and he's like, but then what, "That's good. What you is, should do yeah. this." And then, but then what's when when uh, when they're talking about the filler lines on you know, yeah, tracks me like a pe- pomegranate. Yeah, um, they, they they seem invested at that point, mm. and I think they know they're going to go with it. Then. Yeah. And then I was listening before I came here. I was listening to the um, isolated vocals and mm. isolated bass on something, and the isolated drums, and they're all like like John's barely on that recording. Yeah, right. Um, it's funny actually when you listen to George's incredible recordings, John's barely on them. Yeah, and it's it's one of those strange things because John George always says, "Oh, jo- me and John are like this," and John always supported me and taught me how to write songs. But on, on songs like Here Comes the Sun and, and something, and I think even um, uh, While My Guitar, mm-hmm. John's, John's barely, John's barely there. Yeah. Um, there was a piano line on something which John recorded but didn't make it to the final cut. But again, that's the the mythology of Paul never helped yeah, George, but, except but again, Paul like we said, something. we do Not yeah. Guilty yeah. and he, we do 100 takes. Yeah. Now, how do you do 100 takes of a and, song you're not yeah. invested in? And that's I feel hell. like, again... Talking about George, maybe um, me seeing him being a bit negative yeah. is I think he he almost self sabotages. I think he brings him in. Yeah. Oh, I've been trying out this thing. He's a and, little brother. He's like yeah, and he, he puts it out there. And when he doesn't get the instant thing, he's like, okay, I'm taking it back out. Yeah. In fact, I don't want any of my songs on the roof. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to sing backing vocals on the roof. Yeah. Because um, there's moments when he's really into it, like when he uh, when he brings in I Me Mine, and the others are like, oh, this is good. Like yeah. like this. And he's telling the story. I was watching this waltz on TV. Yeah, that's right. And and he seems genuinely into that. Um, but he's talking about first of all Ringo. Yeah. And so maybe that's the difference. He just seems like the 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 moodiest, for want of a better mm. term. Like he's ups yeah. and downs. Yeah, there definitely. seems to be a bigger range of. And again, I think that comes from that little brother yeah. nature of and, it. And I think some of the things that he cracks it about, he's been stewing on not hmm. just during the sessions. He's been stewing on. For I was going to say that. I think a lot of it is um, just. And he's got himself into that mindset. He's gone, you know what? Today's not working for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Immediately. Like, oh, we're doing another Paul song. In his head. Oh, yeah. we're doing another John song. Oh, we're doing that again. Like, yeah. And he just builds up and builds up. And that's why I think you've talked about it. Like, There's not an immediate event which causes him to get up and walk no. out. It's, I think it's stewing on stuff. Yeah. As, as you often do, you're like, I'm going to say this. Next, I'm going to find a moment. I'm going to tell him I'll see you around the clubs. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, here's, here's another question for you. Here's another question for you. Um, <laughs> what's your favourite... 
character on a different instrument. So is it is it Ringo playing piano? All oh, right, yeah. Is it George playing drums? Is it John playing bass? That's a good question. Is it Billy Preston playing that little electronic thing? I liked it when they got the yeah the weird. Yeah. It's not a theremin, is it? What no, is it's, it? It's, it's, it's something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Um, they're so into that. Like this is incredible. It's like this is. This it's a future. Jump. This is a future, um, yeah. It sounds and I can't cool. think of, because Paul is, it's funny, at no time does Paul seem to be out of place on any instrument. I can't think of an instrument that he's out of place on. No. And maybe I'll throw in Mal Evans on Anvil. I like Mal on Anvil. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. good. I and just like Mal. He seems to be genuinely loving it. I just love the look of Mal. He just it looks I'd like, like more, a character. I like the backstory of like when they go, go and get an Anvil and a hammer. Yeah. And then like, there is one there. Like, where did you get it from? I mean, like, Anvil. Rose, not, I guess he's in Twickenham. Maybe there's like industrial. Uh, anvil industrial shop anywhere? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I mean, Mal just seems like a character, mm. like a, a comedy character yep. from a Carry On film. Like yep. even the way he dresses, yep. his hairstyle, the, the glasses, yeah, a lot. Yeah, 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 everything yeah. about him is yeah. just like, oh, hello, I'm Mal Evans, and I'll just do all this stuff. But um, oh, it's got Ringo. Anytime Ringo's off the drums, I just love. Yeah, I love him going. I've got this new song. And yeah, like, Octopus's Garden. And yeah, funny thing in that bit is watching George try to turn it into a morose George song. He's like, "No, no, move, move, move to the, like this key," and it's like, "No, no, don't, don't. Just stick, keep it real simple. Well, stick it, it E and C low. sharp minor." Yeah. and he's trying to take it to like some weird place. Yeah, uh, that would, would work really well in All Things Must Pass, but doesn't work well for a Ringo song. <laughs> doesn't work for um, Ringo. But uh, yeah, I, I think um, I think just seeing John on bass. Yeah, especially when he's standing up. Anytime John's standing up, you can tell he's into it because a lot of time he's sitting on the ground. That's right. Yeah, that, that's and, the other thing. And he gets thing up occasionally and he starts really getting into it, moving his feet. Like, yeah. you know, he's enjoying this. But that's the thing about when he's on the roof. You're like, yeah. I've just watched you sit for like yeah. seven hours yeah. straight. Yeah. And I forgot that, that little knee, yeah. knee bo- bo- bounce yeah. that you do, which just yeah. seems infectious. Yeah. It's not the Liverpool leg. That's, uh, that's, yeah. that's George, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All he does is like kind of bounce, yeah. but it's the rhythm. Yeah. That's Ringo mm. just giving him that bounce while he's playing. Okay, another question for you. What's okay. your favourite? Um, oh what's your favourite outfit for each of the four four main players? I don't. I can't. It, it, it's a whole outfit, maybe just one piece of clothing. Well, George has so many. The purple uh, thing. The boots. Yeah. The the the, the ahead of their time Ugg boots. He had some yeah weird Ugg They're boots. Great. But was Ringo in the lime green? Or when George is wearing a bow tie, yeah, just bow tie. Like inexplicably wearing yeah. a bow tie around with, with, like just a standard yeah. shirt. I mean, I like him when he's wearing a cravat. That's pretty the, cool. Was Ringo in the lime green? Ringo's got his green hangover coat. This yes. day he's really hungover, and he's wearing this amazing morning coat. You're like, yeah, that's gonna get some sick on it. He he looks like he's how many days is he hungover? Like eighty percent? Yeah, at least. <laughs> Where he just tell, comes yeah. in, and he's like, "How are you?" He's he's obviously because I think he's because I think I don't know if him and Mo were on the rocks by then, mm. um, but I think he's definitely he's going straight from. The studio to the bars. He's got a lot of. He's going like yeah. He's, he's coming in. Sometimes. Alleged coke eyes and alleged yeah, yeah. just very. Uh, he's definitely having a good time. Yeah. Um, Paul's red. He's red. Reddy's brown yeah, burgundy yeah. shoes with the little buckles on them. Yeah. Great shoes. Yeah. Um, John at no time do I think he's very well dressed. I, no, I it's the same. The continuity. Yeah, outfit I mean, is the. He just. Um, the, the clothes don't sort of hang on him in, in that impressive way that they hang off off Ringo. No. Um, I think he had clo- I think they're old clothes yeah. and he's lost yeah. weight I think I think actually he's probably his best when he's on the roof and yeah. it looks like he's wearing a black tracksuit under the uh, I couldn't figure out but there's, <laughs> there's a little I'm going to have to look at that there's oh, a little right. zipper at the top of the <laughs> because otherwise suit. I've never thought about what was underneath never seen the Beatles um, in a tracksuit yeah that's exactly for sure. I think it could be a tracksuit because there's definitely a zipper at the top um, <laughs> and then there's a 
uh, the fur coat actually does look quite good on him, yep. despite the um, the ethics of it. The fact um, that it's fur, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Ringo in any of his um, kind of like his his three quarter length yeah. coats. Those coats are pretty. I, I would totally, mm. especially in Canberra in Canberra winter, mm. you can bring those. Mm. Purple, lime yeah, green. Yeah, that's the next. The hangover coat. Yeah. That's what you need to the wear. Get, the get back look is twenty twenty two. Going from active wear to, to the <laughs> get back look. <laughs> Just heavy, really heavy clothing. Yeah, smelly. Yeah. smoke. I mean, one of the things I love about the doco is that it doesn't look like nineteen sixty nine. It looks. I mean, the, the images are so sharp. Yeah. But everything about like, it looks like it could have been filmed a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's certain giveaways like oh, that's an old Coke bottle, or that's an old wine bottle, or that's that's um, you know like that's a, that's a, a vinyl LP. Yeah. But in general, it looks very contemporary. A lot of the 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 aesthetic. I think they spent. Well, yeah, that's true. It's not even just they cleaned up the negatives. And no, stuff no, like I that. mean, I mean the actual things I, people are wearing and the way right. people and and the way people talk. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like half a century ago. It, it also is for all the horridness of. Twickenham, it looks really good. Those light, the way the background is lit, that is, yeah, a, that is a great look. And and also the way people interact, they they interact in a very easy way. There's lots of hugs, lots of lots of lots of um, gentleness, lots of mm-hmm. like like um, metrosexual stuff going on. Like like I guess it comes down to the fashion, but also just the way they they're very open about things and sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. To me, it feels ahead of its time in that respect. I I do wonder how long into recording and they never really get out of their own heads the fact that there's mm. cameras on them but you do get a sense of that you know likened to a family they've been mm. through so much as yeah. a group that that ease with each other mm. even their physical contact I yeah. wouldn't imagine that's it doesn't, doesn't feel like British men in 1969 no no doesn't feel nat- like a natural kind of thing they, maybe that that would have like how we see celebrities now is almost a different species. To, right. to me, they look very human. Hmm. They almost look like people you could just hang out with. Yeah. Uh, there's a moment, the moment when John's helping cart stuff into the studio. Like, no way that would happen now. Like, <laughs> no way, like a, a top pop star would be carting their own gear in. No. Un, un, unasked, you know. Um, so, but but at the time, to other regular people, mm. that the behaviours they're showing would have looked quite alien, quite remote. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. To, us, what looks normal would have looked. A bit but I wonder out. if that celebrity culture just seeped into regular, mm. you know, mm. culture in general, mm. where this is how you act. Mm. Everyone just mm. act like they act. Yeah, maybe maybe they pushed ahead like that, the way people, gen, normal people, interact with each other. Oh, I, well, yeah, I wonder mm. that. Now, I, I wanted to just ask you, and I think it's we've talked about in the, on the other two podcasts with yep. Stu and Wigo is thoughts on the flower pot conversation and the oh, morality yeah. of it or how you felt when you first watched it i mean i was kind of mouth agape that, that this existed yeah um i was um i, I never knew it existed mm-hmm. and, and so i was like i was i was astounded um i was impressed at lindy hogg's foresight right in the same way that when he puts the camera in the lobby yeah like good thinking mm-hmm. obviously he's thinking he's thinking about things in a way that other people aren't yeah um i don't have a problem with the conversation they have and it being captured yeah because in reality it's not been released for 52 years that's true that's um, true and uh, which is which shows great restraint yeah like on who owns I, I think, it right um yeah like there's that moment in the in the very start of 
part one where George is like, oh, are you recording our conversations? Yeah. And it's almost like a bit of a surprise. Not quite a surprise, but a little bit like, oh, okay. Well, Peter Jackson, I've listened to a few podcasts that he's been on where he said a lot of the time was spent matching audio to the visuals and playing audio that didn't fit the visuals because George and John in particular would play and discuss things near their amps yeah. and be like tinkering with yeah. the... Yeah. or getting feedback like on purpose... Mm through the amps yeah. so that they couldn't pick up what they're actually saying. I mean, a lot of the conversations do feel very natural. It's most like they've switched off that the cameras are there. And these are people who live their entire lives in the cameras. So yeah. I guess they were just like, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with, with what's captured. The fact that it's been released so much later with the consent of two of the people. Yeah, that's what I figured. Plus, was... plus the spouses. Yeah. I think it's fine. Um, a little bit sneaky. but Yeah, but it's yeah. not... It's not um... It's not like, uh, like it's voyeuristic, I guess, yeah. but it's not they're, yeah. not, they're not spilling the beans on No, and Lindsay Hogg could have come out 50 mm-hmm. years ago and said, hey, look what I've got, I've got this juicy morsel that I've captured in mm-hmm. the flower pot, which will help tell the story of, of that day or yeah, of that, right. that breakup. And he never, he's always, you know, I think he's always shown great dignity about the project. Yeah. He's never come out and said, oh, it got wrecked. You know, the thing was a mess, I, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, no, he's that's just, true. He's just, and he's quietly allowed this. I think he's, I think he's put his stamp of approval on this. Well, and again, one of the things that Peter Jackson talked about, he said, one thing that I want to um, detail is just like what a great job he did. Yeah, and, and we have these footage. And he's a central character. Yeah, he's you know beyond the four Beatles and Billy, Billy Preston and yeah. probably Glenn Johns. I'd say he's the next character. Yeah, um, and so you do feel like he's he wouldn't exist without him. Do you think you, you went through the characters there? Do you think the role of Yoko is underplayed in the eight hours? Again, coming back to like when you're picking your eight hours, mm. can, on the other fifty-two, is she like you know pinching George and stealing his digestives and you know, like <laughs> spilling like, tea, knocking yeah, his yeah, tea over? Yeah. I mean, again, I think years ago I realised that it'd been talk, talked up and I've already heard the footage a couple of years ago of Paul talking about look they're in love yeah. and we've just got to be okay with that because yeah. that's okay and so I already knew that, that 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 talk of Paul being having a problem with Yoko was yeah. was uh, you know overstated um, I was amazed at how more, much more in the background she is and then like yeah there are all these other people floating through like Linda Linda Eastman's there quite a bit yeah and uh, no one's there for George I noticed no except, except the, the Harry Christmas at the start <laughs> which with the yeah. and again they're, they're more annoying it. than Yoko yeah that, it's like now I there's two of she, them I know why she's there but I've got no idea why they're that there. was my first moment of when I watched it the first time I was so excited mm. and I, I sat down to watch it and that was the first moment of like oh I like this is going to change how I feel about mm. this whole process. Yeah. Is like seeing that. Harry, oh, yeah. Yoko's. Yeah. Why? Why is there all this talk about Yoko being there now? Oh, no, yeah. there's two like, Harry Krishnas yeah, there. Yeah. And is it John who says, "I'm like, who's that little old man over there?" Or something? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Harry yeah. Krishna. Oh, yeah. George is yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, so I mean, I I'm actually of course she's had a part in in the way she's presented, but it's eight um, hours even long. Even when though, she's isn't it? even when she's screaming, yeah. everyone's having a ball. Like. Yeah. They're screaming together. Yeah. That's true. Pulls on drums and yeah. like, um, it's 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 all part of. There's the... too many shots, and I don't mean like they should have had less mm. of them, but there's too many shots of her listening to the music, enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Which 
takes away that idea of that she's there to break up the Beatles and she's not having a good time or yeah. she's there to sabotage. Yeah, no, I don't. Just too, bu- too yeah. busy time where you're like, and, oh, she likes this song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can already see that the cracks are not necessarily... I mean, Yoko's a symptom, not a cause. Um, John's already moving on. It's like what you said before. It's They broke up because of so many, so many things yeah. building up. Yeah. And, you know, like... You can see that George is, George is coming with a certain mindset and attitude. Paul is uh, is being insufferable, yet highly and amazing. If, if he wasn't being highly yeah. insufferable, they wouldn't have made John, the album. John is being um, is holding back far too much at first, and then comes comes through the goods. Uh, Ringo is amazingly more in the background than I thought. Like yeah. like you'd think Ringo would be like again. I think because he's hungover or he's. A bit over it, and um, there's one bit where he's not on the like they don't need the drum. Like, we don't need any drums on this. I forgot which song it is, hmm. and he it might be two of us or something. And he's just like asleep on you know puts his head down. Um, he just seems like that, like a animatronic thing of like we need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I go, All right, yeah, done. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, like again, I think Yoko is someone who's been lifted in my esteem. Hmm. Uh, Linda Eastman lifted in my esteem big right. time. She's she's amazing. Yeah, I just I was just like stunned. I've I've never kind of uh, paid much mind to her, but just seeing her come in and she's positive and she's got a kid who's obviously got an amazing relationship with Paul. Yeah, and uh, just brings this positive vibe in with her and she's taking photos and and it's, I think it's her photos on the album cover. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Glenn John, who I'd never it was just a name to me to see him and see what he's doing again like. Like that was, uh, yeah. It's, it's opened up a lot of vistas and opened up a lot of, um, yeah. Like it's amazing. I, I've I've listened to, to podcasts by Beatles experts who are like, I never thought. I thought I knew everything about the Beatles, and now I realise I don't. Know you don't know anything. No. And and you this know is, stories. This, yeah, I'll be, we'll be talking about this for decades. Yeah. And Peter Jackson's done an incredible job. Um, and where are the other fifty-two hours? Yeah. Well, that's it, right? Can we watch yeah. them, please? Well, the next one is the IMAX. Uh, yeah, release right. of the uh, of the full rooftop concert. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Not from six camera angles, mate, or maybe. Uh, and I really like the split screen on the on the concert. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Seeing how things are happening at the same time. I think that's because it's remarkably. Again, it feels like a long time, but the, I mean, the episode's long. It's three hours or two and a half. But the actual rooftop concert, the the bit, only lasts for about thirty four minutes or twenty seven. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And and the bit, the moment the police walk into the lobby <laughs> to the moment where they switch it off is only about fifteen minutes. No, that's right. Um, but classic, it, it, feel, classic, it feels longer. Classic bureaucracy of, of policemen like... I haven't talked I, about the two rays do yet. I, yeah, do I want to turn... I'm going to turn the Beatles off. That's going to... I'm going to be popular. I mean, the, the more officious one, yeah. Shayla, yeah. who's obviously, he's obviously a, a more experienced constable, yeah. he, he, he's, he he wants to enforce the rule. He, he, yeah, I'm going to start making some arrests here. The other guy, the yeah. wobbly lip guy, um, yeah. Dag, he's... Yeah. He, I think he's like... This, this is the Beatles, Beatles here. Yeah. What are you going to... We're going to turn off the yeah. Beatles? And he, he doesn't know what, what to do. People and won't, I, I won't love, like me, yeah, sir. I know. I love that they wait. And and, uh, and the sergeant comes along. Isn't yeah. he lovely? Yeah. He's like, mate, could I be obliged to go to... And, that, and you know, okay, the, the hero of episode three yeah. is Debbie, the um, the the receptionist. Yeah, right. She's brilliant. She's um, like, I don't know what's going uh, on. Yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, let me call oh, someone. Yeah, you can't go on the roof. Uh, no. it's, it's too heavy. <laughs> I love that. Like... Just, just, just oh, wait, yeah, wait, I'll just yeah, call. And then they're like, yeah. please. And then they're sitting there and, and sitting there. Have you called someone? Oh, no, yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that, yes. Love, love Someone's it. coming yeah. now. Back in the day when police had to use your phone to, to, call, to call the office. I love it. Mal um, comes down and he's like, um, so what, 
what? Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, the roof. Yeah. Uh, well, there's recording the, and yeah. The stalling of this. I'll go. Oh and, yeah. Let me just. I'll turn yeah. off the PA first. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love the, yeah the plan for time, which is really good. Yeah. Um. The I think the line of the episode. It's it's when he says um. I mean I wrote this down somewhere. Uh, uh can't they just double on the sound after? I love that. that he knows the, what he's talking the, about. The, the misunderstanding of what's happened. Uh, but but then he thinks that the sound's coming from the basement. He thinks they're yeah. recording. Yeah. Doesn't realize. And when when he finds out it's on the roof, he's like. They're on the roof. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. That yeah. whole bit. Very British. Um, yeah. I mean, do you think they would have actually arrested if, if the Beatles had played one more song? Just say they hadn't they hadn't finished it, get back. They'd done one more one more Don't Let Me Down. Ah, that's a good question. Would they have would would the sergeant have said, Okay, arrest time or would it have been a police officer pulling out the plug? Well, didn't they or, pull out the plug towards the well, end and then they Mal plug back? Oh, Mal, Mal, Mal turns off George's amp. Right. I think realizing that George is the least needed for that take, right. and because you can't turn Ringo off, um, and then I love when George puts his hand back on. He's like, hey, on. Hang on, um, I think Mal really felt like he was going to get in trouble. I, I think like... they would have arrested like Mal. I reckon yeah. they would have gone around and unplugged. Yeah, but I don't think any of the Beatles are getting arrested for playing on the rooftop. And they it's did. A... They did finish there. Yeah, they could have done. I mean, they've been through all their songs. And again, that's just Paul being like the prefect of like, we're in, we're in trouble. I don't want to get yeah. in real yeah, trouble. Yeah, yeah, we've done enough now. Maybe we could get the, the police, police here, yeah. to drag us now. off. Yeah. But like you can tell he's, he, he always seemed to have the foresight of like, this will look, this is our image, this will look good. Yeah. He yeah. wanted them to come and drag him away. Mm. You know, like he sings, like mm. we're going to get arrested for playing. Yeah. He, I reckon he, deep down he wanted yeah, to be dragged off. That I, would be I great like for the, the cameras. Yeah. I felt like the police that first officer was serious yeah I felt by the time they were on the roof they were a little awed by what they could see yeah but by then they were like I think they, they dug their heels and said to Mal it's got to finish soon yeah and I think when they got up there and saw three cameras mm. then they were like yeah well, this yeah. is being because it's funny from they actually angle. once it actually stops and finishes I can't see them no they've gone from the they're standing kind of behind them yeah and then when they finish get back they're not to be seen. I don't know if they've, if they've headed downstairs or they've already been told, like, this is it, we're going to finish it up. Yeah, they, I reckon Mal's probably said, yeah, right, this, this is, is it. it. Finish this one. Yep. Mm. All right, Tom. Good place to finish it, hey? Good place to finish, wow. as always. Thank you, man. Oh, pleasure. That's it. We got through all three.